again, that's Matthew chapter 25, and we'll be looking at verses 14 through 19. For many of us, a familiar passage of scripture, amen, that we want to share from a new perspective on this morning. I'm excited about God's revelation through his word for his people on this morning. Amen. Are you excited about God's word? Amen. How many of you need to hear from heaven? I said, how many of you need to hear from heaven on this morning? Amen. I'm excited to share, amen, what God's word is from heaven for not just you, for me and for each and every one of us. The word of the Lord in Matthew 25 and 14 reads, for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these few destiny moments we have to share your word with your people. Strengthen us, Lord, for this task that we may deliver your word with clarity. Move us out of the way. Let no flesh glory in your presence. But Lord, allow your word to push your people towards promise, to illuminate the path of destiny that you've designed for them. And we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. And from this moment, Lord, let us not leave unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. God bless you. Our thought for this morning, thought for this morning is, how, I thought for this morning as we're preparing for opportunity, and y'all help me on this morning, is what will you do with it? What will you do with it? The question that we're really asking is, how prepared are you for opportunity? The thought is, what will you do with it? Now look at your neighbor and say, what will you do with it? Opportunities out there. Opportunities are available. God has made opportunities available to us. The question is, what will you do with it? The perspective I want to come from on this morning rel relative to our text is that we have some servants who have been given an opportunity to do something greater. We have servants. Remember, that, understand, this, understand this particular parable. We have a master of the house, the, the rich man, the owner of the house, the one who had acquired all of these possessions. But he sees his servants and he gives them an opportunity. Somebody say opportunity. He is giving them an opportunity to do something greater, an opportunity to come up from where they are, and to live on another level. He is granting them the opportunity. The thing about opportunity, though, is you have to be prepared for opportunity. And I'm asking the question this morning, because many of us pray for things, but are we preparing for what we prayed for? Are, are, are you prepared for it? Are, are you ready for your opportunity. 
I don't want to bother you this morning. I thought about bringing some foam balls and throwing them at you this morning, but I, I was afraid I might hit somebody. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is that if I threw it and you didn't know I was going to throw it, you'd probably drop it. You'd probably miss it. It probably it may even hit you. <laughs> That's what I was worried about. <laughs> but then if I did it a second time, everybody would be ready. Your hands would be up. Your eyes would be focused on, on my hand, and you'd watch my motion to see which direction it's coming from. What I'm saying is that that second option, that second, that second chance, you'd be prepared for the opportunity. Having said that, some of us, by experience, have learned to become prepared for opportunity because we already missed one. We already missed one. And missing one sometimes is a lesson. It's a hard lesson to learn, but it's a lesson to stay prepared for opportunity. Because sometimes opportunity, it may wait a while, but then all of a sudden it may come at you quick. So you have to constantly be ready. The Bible, the Bible is, it, it tells us that, that, that it, it, it will speak and not lie, though it tarry. Wait for it. And, and sometimes our problem is we miss an opportunity, and instead of learning from it, you know what we do? We cry about the missed opportunity. And we don't remain prepared for what God's trying to do for you. Because we, we often say that he's the God of another chance. But I come to tell you, he's the God of another opportunity. You may have missed that opportunity, and yes, you felt the consequences of what you missed, but my God will give you another chance. You have another chance. You're getting another chance. Or point at somebody and say, another chance is coming. Another chance, another opportunity is coming. It's coming in your direction, and you missed it, so now you appreciate the importance of staying of staying ready. How long did these servants serve and work inside this master's house before he granted them this opportunity? How long did they work? But I came to tell you, I, and I want to remind you because I say it a lot, but it, it's so true, but God tends to extend opportunity to somebody who's already working. <laughs> we're, not, we're not sending opportunities while you're laying in your bed hoping, but, but he sends opportunity to those who are already working. Point at somebody and say, what are you working on? What are you working on? What are you, what are you, you working on? You got, a lot of, you got a lot of petitions. You got a long list of things you want, but, but what are you working on? Uh, there's a lot of things that you say you want, but you're not putting any effort into that. I, I'm asking, what are you working on? Because we, we, we pray, but what, after we pray, but faith, my Bible says faith without works is, is dead, being, being alone. I, I say this and I mean it because it's such a, an, appropriate, a, an appropriate analogy. If I if I'm, want a car, I need to make sure I have a driver's license. I need to make sure my driver's license is updated. I have to make sure that I don't, I'm not riding around and I would be riding around in an expired driver's license. Why am I praying for something that I'm not preparing for? Oh, come on in here now. But the Bible told Israel, God told Israel, he said, enlarge the place of your tents. 
Drive your stakes deep. In other words, I want you to make ready what I'm about to send in your direction. I'm about to send you a large blessing, but I need you to prepare for what I'm sending you. And I just want you to think in your mind right now that thing that you're praying for. I, I'm praying for this, and I, I desire this, and I, and I want this from God, and, I, and I'm hoping that God does this. But are you prepared if God sends it to you tomorrow? Are you ready? Are you really ready? Uh, you, you say you want a wife, but you, you, you like to do things your way. You like, to, you like to hog the remote, and you like to watch what you watch, and you like to go where you go. You like to come home when you come home, but, but you say you want a wife. Come on now. You, you praying for it, but I'm asking, are you prepared if God were to send you that opportunity tomorrow? Are you ready? Some of y'all praying for large amounts of money and don't have a bank account. What? They're going to give you the check. What are you going to do with it? You're going to take it to the check cashing place and let them take 10, 20% of your check? Come on now. Are you prepared for what you are praying for? Can you imagine the turnaround that happened here in this text? We talk about it, but I want you to really think about it. These men are just serving the master with no expectation of receiving anything. They're not sons. They don't stand to inherit anything from the master. And then all of a sudden, the master drops something on them, and he gives one five talents, one two talents, and one one talent. I think we don't really appreciate what, what, what this talent was. I, I, I've shared it before, but I, I really want you to get it. They say that Israel, and it depends on which, 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 where, where we really are in between, they said Rome, the talent of gold, weighed about 70 pounds. They said Israel had adopted the Babylonian weight measure, and the Israel and the Babylonian weight measure for a talent of gold was somewhere around 120 pounds. Come on, talk to me now. That, that's a lot of gold, but that's also a lot of opportunity, and that's also a lot of responsibility. Now, if I came and gave you something that weighed 75 pounds, you might question how many you really want. Come on, talk to me. You, you might question, you, you begin to make assessments. How much can I really carry? Can I pick up 75 pounds? Can I pick up 120 pounds? And if I can once, how many times can I do that? You begin to make assessments based what? On your own ability. Based on your ability. So here we go back to the text. It said the master gave them talents according to each of their abilities. Their abilities. If I had 100 pounds of gold that I wanted to give it to you, I might have to give it to you according to your ability to carry some of you wouldn't be able to get it in your car so I might have to apportion it according to your ability according to your ability equals preparation I might have to apportion it according to your preparedness for what I'm about to give you some of you might brother George might have a truck he can put a little bit more 
I can give him a little bit more, not because I like him more, but because his, his ability to carry that which I am giving him. So see, so see, some of you all felt sorry for the one with one talent. But, but maybe, maybe, the, maybe the guy with one talent, let me help you here, had one of those, those, those smart cars <laughs> that barely one person can fit in. And y'all mad at the master? Oh, he's discriminating. Baby, he, he, he was struggling with that smart car. He struggled to get himself in the car. He, come on, talk to me. He's certainly going to struggle to put something weighing 75 to 100 pounds in there with him. But the master apportioned it according to their ability or their level their ability and preparation to carry that which he was about to give them. And I came to tell somebody, sometimes God, when he's distributing something to you, he gives it according to your faith's ability to carry it. Let me say that again. God, God's dropping something off from you. There's plenty of opportunity out there, but he's apportioning it to you. He's giving it to you according to your faith's ability to carry it. Oh, maybe you have that Abraham 18-wheeler faith, and you can carry a lot. Maybe you got that, that smart car faith, and, and you can carry a, a, just a little bit. But what I'm telling you is God is apportioning it according to your ability, your preparedness to carry with your faith that which he is about to give you. And why do I say he does it according to your faith? Because if you use your faith, faith, you have hope which means you have expectation, which means you won't carry less than you know you're able to. Oh, I need you to catch it. You won't carry less than you are able. You're not going to pick up one talent when your faith knows you can carry five. But, 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 but he's dropping it off according to your faith's ability to carry it. Just thinking of how this man responded, the one with the one talent, what would he have done with five? He was overwhelmed with one. His mind couldn't conceive. His faith was not prepared. His ability was not large enough to conceive carrying five talents. So God gave him one according to his ability. And when the story is over, we recognize he was generous to give him one. <laughs> it was generous of the master to give him one because we know what he did with it. We, we, we know what he, what he did with it. And God, uh, God in his providential will, dad would say pro video, he can see ahead. He, he knows what you're going to do. He knows, he knows, he knows. You, you, you can pray as eloquently as you want to, but, but he knows what you're going to do with it. So that's why we have to prepare and be ready to have our faith established so that we can be in receipt of everything that God has for us. Have you ever been in a place, well, I know you have, 
Ever been at a all-you-can-eat buffet? Come on now. They got all this wonderful food. And you, you, you just throwing things on your plate. Oh, in Memphis, they got that. They got them uh, soul food slash Chinese food buffets. You can get both of them. <laughs> and you see all this food. They got the Chinese buffet over here, and they got the soul food over here. And you just over there, well, what, 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 which, which one do I want? <laughs> I, I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Before you know it, you, you filled up your plate, and you over there eating. And then all of a sudden, uh, I see a guy on the Food Network, he, he, he loves food. He called it, it was a show called Man Versus Food. He said, you start eating, and then all of a sudden, he said, you hit a wall. <laughs> and you be like, oh, my eyes wanted all of this, but my stomach can only carry it, can only hold, is only prepared, is only able to carry something. And what I want to make sure is that I want my faith on a level that when I see all of the things that God has for me, I have the ability to carry everything. Somebody say everything. I want the ability to carry everything that God has for me. I don't want to leave anything on the table. I don't want to leave anything out there that God said I could have. I want to make sure my faith is on a level that I can carry it all. I don't want to leave anything that God has made available to me. So I have to think and I have to draw in my imagination that these three men had three different levels of faith and they had three different levels of hope. I have to believe the one that received five talents. Uh, all along he was saying in his mind that if, if the master ever broke me off just a little bit, Come on in here and talk to him. I know what I would do with it. I can imagine his hope and his faith in his mind was already creating plans for that, get this, which he did not yet have. Oh, oh y'all, I wish y'all were here with me. His mind, was he was hoping for something that he did not have. He was believing for something that he did not have. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the, the evidence of things not, not seen. I, I don't see it yet, but my faith is strong enough to hope for things larger than what I have. Oh, you see where I am, but you don't see what I hope for. I wish I would talk to you. You see what I have right now, but you don't, you don't see what I'm, I'm hoping for. <laughs> you, you, you see me uh, uh, in what I'm wearing. You, you see my education. You, you see what I, I, where I'm working. But baby, you don't see what I'm hoping for. What I'm telling you is I'm able to carry more stuff than I have right now. I wish y'all would talk to me. This I'm able. I have the ability. I have the faith. I have the hope to carry more than I have right now. Oh, don't, don't be fooled by, by what you see. I might be carrying a smart car's worth load, but baby, I'm a dump truck. I wish I would talk to some look at somebody and say I'm a dump truck. I, 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 I might be carrying a small load right now, and you're looking at my load because you can't see my ability. I'm able to carry a whole lot more than I'm working with right now, baby. Y'all not gonna talk to me. I, I, 
I have hope, I have belief, I have faith that one day God's going to drop something off. <laughs> I wish you would talk to me right here. And I'm going to be able to pick up everything. Somebody say everything. I, I, I'm going to be able to pick up everything that God drops in my direction. I, don't judge me by how I look right now, but I have faith that is able. Somebody say that is able to carry a lot more than I have right now. Somebody put those hands together and give God some praise. Come on, I'll take your seat. I got a, I got, a, got a little more work to do. A little more work to do. But you understand, he, 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 he suddenly made a turn. They were working in the house as servants. And then suddenly he entrusted them with talents of God. He entrusted them with these large talents of gold. But what you have to understand, remember, it, it was in, I believe it was in the one who had five talents. I, I believe it was in his mindset that his faith and his hope was believing for something more than he already had. We, we pray for those things that are not as so Come on and talk to me as though they were. And some of y'all haven't done that in a while, so I'm going to challenge you to do that this week. I dare you, I, 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 I dare you to go home and pray for something that is not there. Pray for something that you don't even know how you're going to get it. Pray for something that's not already in the works and believe by faith that even though it's not there, I don't see it, but I believe in those things that are not as though they were. And I'm going to start walking like I already got it. I'm going to hold my head up a little bit higher. I'm going to stick my chest out when I, because even though you don't see it in my hand, I, I'm believing and hoping for something greater than I already have. And I don't even know how I'm going to get it. But I found out that when I don't know, when I can't figure it out, when I don't see it, that's when God steps in. Because he steps in to the things that are impossible. He steps in to the things that are invisible. Don't worry if it's hard for you. But whatever is hard for you it's easy for God because I'm not doing this thing by myself but I have a God who's able somebody say able somebody say able able but let me come back down here but see what had to happen is that they had to step out in their mind of their servant mentality. <laughs> see, see, I told you, the one with five was already there. The one with two was already there. But the one with one, he wasn't there yet. He was in the same house, serving the same master, and had the same opportunity, but his mindset wasn't there. <laughs> Come on, that's, I, you, you've seen the people raised by the same parents, got the same instruction, went to the same school, and, and one, of them's a, one of them's a crackhead and one's a lawyer. <laughs> oh, y'all talk to me. One of them been saved all the life, the other one's still, still thinking about it. You can come in the same house, same opportunity, same, same lesson and instruction, but not be in the same place in your mind. So, so they were servants. They had the same job. They had the same opportunity. They had the same master in the same place in the same house. But one of them mentally was saying, it won't always be like this. Oh, 
Somebody say it with me. Say it won't always be like this. God has something greater for me. Oh, I wish you would talk to him. God has something greater for me. I, don't, don't, be ju- don't judge me by, by my costume that I have to wear to work. Oh, come on now. I, I might be flipping the card so they'll come in and, and buy some of these fries, but don't, don't judge me by, by the costume you see. Come on and talk to me. Don't judge me if you get a peek in my bank account. And I, I wish y'all would help me now. Uh, don't judge me by my level of education. I, I wish you were in here with me now because I see things that, that aren't there. Yeah, I, I believe in praying for things that have not yet occurred. But whatever I bind on earth shall, shall be bound in heaven, and whatever I loose on earth shall, shall be loosed in heaven. I'm hoping. Somebody say great. Hoping for something. I'm hoping for something great. Yeah, I, I, I'm about finished here. But but they had to step out of that servant mentality. See the thing about a servant mentality: a servant is waiting on you to tell them. What to do? <laughs> I'm trying to help you right here. A servant is waiting on you to tell them what to do. You know who gets that servant mentality and sometimes they never come out of it. And, and, and it's, it's shameful, particularly for our African-American community who, who's disproportionately inconsecrated more often than our, than our other brothers and sisters. But when they go to prison, They're told when to use the bathroom. They're told where they can stay. They're told when they can leave. They're told when they can go outside. They're told when they have to come back in. They're told when they can eat. They're told what they can eat. They're told how much they can eat. And it is implanting in their mind a servant's mentality. They get to the place where they can't even make decisions. Because I'm waiting on somebody else to tell me what to do. I'm waiting on somebody else to tell me what to do. And I'm going to help somebody right here. This wasn't part of the message. But somebody right now, you're wondering why you don't get promoted at work. Because you have a servant mentality. You take no initiative. You show no creativity. You just come in and punch in and punch out. And you've already said in your mind, that's all I'm going to do. And because you have a servant mentality and you wait to be told what to do, baby, they're never, ever going to elevate you. Because you've told them what your mind is like. And sometimes we say, it's because I'm black, baby. No, it's because how you think. It's not because how you look. It's because how you think. You don't do nothing until they tell you. There's water on the floor and you don't mop it up until somebody tells you to do it. The fry's about to burn, but you waiting on somebody to tell you to take the fry. I wish I were here. Out of the cooker. You working on the assembly line, but you notice there's a problem, but you don't do anything about it because you're waiting on somebody to tell you what to do. But let me help you change your mind. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I change? I wish I were here. I, I, I just want to change your mind because I need to start operating on my level but thinking on another level. I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm flipping the fries right now, but, but what would the supervisor do in a problem situation? See, that's what they're looking for. They're looking at how you solve problems. 
I wish you would help me now. God, they're looking at how you solve problems. And if you take no initiative and wait on somebody else to solve the problem and then tell you what to do, that's a servant's mentality. There's a problem, boss. Tell me what to do, boss. That's a servant mentality. You're waiting on them, and as long as they have to attend to you, they're never going to promote you. What you need to do is I need to solve this problem, and after, get this, now I want you to get this, after I solve the problem, I'll tell the boss, boss, we had a problem, but I solved it. And then he's going to look, think in his mind, he might not write it down, but he's going to think in his mind, you're starting to think different. He's going to imagine you and other possibilities. I, I can see them in this role because they know how to solve problems. I can see them going to a higher level because they're not waiting on me to tell them what to do, but they're learning to figure it out for themselves. I need somebody who can solve some problems. So that's what the master said. He saw these three servants, and he said, now this one, he waits on me to tell him what to do. So I'm going to give him one talent and see what he does with it. He said, now these other two, they take initiative. The only difference between the two and the five is the five got a bigger truck. So I'm going to give him five because I know he can handle it. But two is just as smart. He just has a smaller vehicle. So I'm going to give him two. But the thing that they've shown me is that they know how to think different. Can you, can you think different? Oh, I'm challenging you right now. Can you think, point at your neighbor and say, can you think different? Can you think different? Can you think beyond the box? Can, can you think outside and beyond to another solution to the problem? Can, can you think beyond where you are right now and believe on a level that you haven't reached yet? Haven't reached yet. So, so, so what, I, what I can imagine is that it may be mentally, but, it, 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 but I can analogize it to the physical. If I need to carry a big load of, of, of gold, if I need to carry a talent that weighs 75 pounds, I might need to work out a little bit. Oh, come on, come on, come on y'all. I, I might need to hit the weights a little bit. Because I want to have the ability to carry more than I've been able to carry. In other words, I'm working my faith out. I'm believing and trusting God that for the next level, I, I wasn't able, I missed my first opportunity. I wasn't able to carry as much as I, as I wanted to evangelize. But this time, so somebody say this time. This time I, I'm going to be ready. This time I'm going to be prepared because I know that my God is sending me another opportunity. He's sending me another chance. He's sending me another opportunity to be blessed. So when he began to give out the talents, he said, I'm going to give five to the one I know that thinks different. I'm going to give five to the one whose body is a servant, but whose mind is already on another level. Oh, your body can be here, but my mind... Oh, y'all ain't, ain't going to talk to me. But my mind is on another level. I'm not daydreaming, though, baby. I'm preparing for it. <laughs> I'm getting my driver's license. I'm keeping it updated when I don't have a car because I'm believing God for what he's about to do. I don't even see it yet, 
Don't even know what color car I want. Uh, but I'm believing God for what I know he's about to do. Uh, somebody said you need a ride. And you almost said no. Uh, but you need one. But your mind is already in a place. Uh, well, I already have uh, what I asked God for. Uh, and I need some folks in here. Uh, your body might be in one place. Uh, but my mind uh, is already walking uh, in what God told me uh, that I shall have. Uh, I am the head uh, and not the tail. Uh, I am above uh, and not beneath. Uh, I'm more uh, than a conqueror through him that loved me. Uh, and I believe uh, that my God, uh, he was teaching me lessons uh, all along the way. Uh, but I didn't come this far uh, for him to leave me right here. Uh, he said, I come that you might have life uh, and that you might have it more abundantly. Uh, I'm not walking in it now, uh, but I believe. Uh, somebody say, I believe. Uh, I believe uh, that God's going to do uh, exactly what he said. Uh, that's the same faith uh, that Abraham had uh, when he left his family uh, and he left his kindred uh, and he left his homeland uh, and God said I'll take you to a place uh, that I'm going to show you uh, and Abraham had enough faith uh, to pack up his stuff uh, to grab his family uh, to get his sheep uh, to walk out the door uh, he said because I believe uh, somebody say I believe uh, I believe uh, God's going to do uh, just what he said and what he told Abraham. He said, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you better. Somebody say better. Bring it down a little bit because I need him to hear this. He said, I'm going to show you better. He said, but the thing about it, he said, I can't tell you where you're going to go because you might make a detour on the way to better because the problem with us is is that we're hard-headed we think we know the way but some of us don't know the way because you don't know what better looks like I can't find my way to better if I could find my way to better I'd already be there. But God said, you got to follow me. You got to follow my instruction. He said, because I'm going to take you to better. But better is a longer path that you've never been before. So he said, you got to trust me. God saying, trust me. Follow my path. He said, I'll be a pit of fire by day and I'll be a cloud by night. He said, if you follow me, I'll take you to better. But don't trust your own instinct uh, because you don't know uh, what better looks like uh, but he said if you follow me uh, he said I'll show you uh, where better is uh, you've never seen it before uh, he said but now under him uh, that is able uh, to do exceeding uh, abundantly above uh, all that we can ask uh, think or imagine uh, I can't imagine uh, where God's taking me uh, but I'm going to trust in him because uh, he's going to take me uh, to battle somebody touch your name and say I'm going to battle I don't know the way uh, but I'm going to battle you don't see it right now but I'm headed to battle battle come on stand on your feet you God I pray Hallelujah. 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 Come on and give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. This story 
It's so complicated on so many different levels. When I begin to think just in pre presenting it to you today, how sudden that change was. Then one day they're just servants. And all of a sudden the master is throwing on them a valuable opportunity. And when he gave them the opportunity, this is how I know how your mindset has to change. If he was giving it to a servant, he would have told them what to do with it. Remember, the servant is waiting on instructions. If he was giving it to a servant, he would have told them exactly what to do with it. But he didn't. Because as he transferred the goods, he upgraded their status. As, he, as he's giving them the goal, no longer is he treating them as servants, but he's treating them as investors. <laughs> it's the difference between a servant and an investor. The servant has to stay. The investor leaves whenever he wants to. Come on now. The servant can only provide his body. The investor provides his capital. The servant thinks, what does my boss want me to do next? The investor says, how is the best way to grow what I already have? What is the best way to improve and grow what I already had? And the reason I know that God and the master wanted them to think like investors and not servants is because when he came back, he didn't give them any instructions. But he said, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with what I gave you? What, what, what did you do with what I gave you? And the one with one talent, this is basically what he said. Master, I was waiting on you to tell me. I buried it. I didn't know what to do with it. Because I was waiting on you to tell me. God is trusting you all with something right now. Some of you have something in your hands right now. And God, he's waiting to see what are you going to do with it. Are you going to improve what I already gave you? Oh, let me say that. Our God is asking. He's given you something. He's already blessed you. But he said, are you going to improve what I already gave you? An investor thinks like this, I'm not waiting on somebody to give me more. I'm going to multiply what I already have. A servant waits, Master, you got some food? Master, you got some money? Boss, you going to give me some more? That's what a servant thinks like. An investor says, I'm going to take what I already have and I'm going to multiply what's already in my hands. Can you multiply what he already gave you? 
Can you multiply what he already gave you? That's what an investor does. I'm going to multiply what's already in my hands. And I want to tell you something because I tell you five just had a bigger truck. That didn't make him better than the one with two. Because, see, this is what this is what the master expects from an investor. An investor already has a process. Servant waits for you to tell him what to do. What do you want me to do next, boss? An investor already has a process. And some of us, what we might need to do is check our processes. What do our processes look like? To the one he gave two and to the one he gave five, both of them had 100% returns. Uh, and I need you to get it because some of you sitting out there with two and you're like, well, they already have five, so, so they're better than me. now, baby. The one who had two and the one who had five, both of them got 100% returns on their investment, which means their processes were the same. If you'd given the one two, five, and the one five, two, they would have still given you 100% investments because their process was good. If we're expecting to receive from God, what does our process look like? What's our process look like? If you spend every dime you ever get, baby, you have a bad process. If you paid on Monday and broke on Wednesday, you have a bad process. Oh, we, we, we're going to be real right here. If you got $1,500 rims and no car insurance, you have a bad process. If you dress in nice but your kids don't have health insurance, I wish I, yeah, I don't like to be real in here. Bishop Jake says it this way when, he, when people don't like what he says. He said, I said it, I meant it, and I'm here to represent it. <laughs> it's the truth anyway. You have a bad process. Father's got a nice car, but he, he's behind on his child support. You have a bad process. And that, what I'm telling you is this. People who win the lottery, a lot of them have bad processes. And then they broke a few years later. MC Hammer, Mike Tyson, ridiculous. The hundreds of millions that they had. They got plenty, but they had bad processes. Somebody pointed, somebody said, check your process, check your process. It's great to have faith, but when God gives it to you, what does your process look like? And if you get this and go home with it, baby, you're going to do something. God's going to do something special for you. I'm not going to think like a servant and wait for some God to give me more. I'm going to think like an investor and multiply what I already have. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this word on today. Lord, we thank you for leading our minds in the direction that we need to go. Lord, even when we're not physically there in our bodies, Lord, our, our faith and our mind need to be on another level, able and receptive and prepared to receive that which you have for us. Strengthen us on this week, Lord. Lord, even as we pray, believing in that which we do not see and that which we do not have, improve our faith, Lord. Allow us to continue to hope 
continue to believe and pray for those things that are not as though they were and trust you with the results. And Lord, we're claiming your blessings right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. For those of you who've been watching us online, I pray that you live with faith, hope, and expectation until we shall see you again. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.